Good afternoon. Hi, hope you are well. Um, I've just finished work and I'm very, very excited to tell you that I am now at 3,700 words on my narrative poem and it is a dark fairy tale about child-eating fairies and I have finished the last stanza. Now, this doesn't mean that the poem is finished. This is just my first draft. I have to go through it all, check that the story makes sense, make sure I have written it to the best I think I can at this time. Um, and I want to edit it and really, really polish it. So don't get too excited because it's not going to be available anytime soon. But hopefully, hopefully in the next... I don't know, three weeks, hopefully I will be ready to share the poem on Kindle Unlimited. Um, I wanted to tell you a little bit about my other book, and this is my first published book, and it's called Travels with Tessie. I can't see my screen very well because of the light. This book is an evocative journey throughout southwest England and beyond. So for those of you that are in the United Kingdom, you may have visited Devon and Cornwall on holiday. It's a beautiful area of the country full of lush countryside and, of course, stunning coastline. And actually, I'm in Cornwall next week, so hopefully that will give me some inspiration to write some new poems. So the back of this book reads as this. Join Tessie on an evocative, poetic journey throughout southwest England and beyond. With her passion for Devon and Cornwall, Tessie brings these gorgeous locations to you in a most captivating and magical way. From Land's End to Dorchester, make yourself comfortable and enjoy an exploration of the stunning English countryside. Towards the end of this book, you will find a selection of 11 beautiful colour photographs accompanied by information and personal memories. In addition to beautiful places in the United Kingdom, Tessie also has a love for the Tudor dynasty. Inside you will discover an informative and historically accurate series of poems written from the viewpoint of Henry VIII's six wives, giving these women a voice five centuries on. So this is the book. Hello Ebenezer. Hi Dacus. Dacus of life. Hello. Thank you for joining. Okay, so the book, like I said in the description, has some nice coloured photographs of places that I absolutely adore. So let's see, we've got some ancient monuments here. That is Chuncoit in Cornwall. Um, some lovely boats in St Ives in Cornwall. That's where I'm going to be next week. So... What I wanted to do was to read some poems from this book. So I don't know whether anyone wants to chuck me a page number and choose a poem. So we have from page one to, let's see, page 71. So if anyone wants to pop a number and I will read the poem that is on that page from page one to 71. Hi, Kevin. Nice to see you. I'm just talking about my book, Travels with Tessie, which is available on Amazon. Um, if you have Kindle, then you can download it if you prefer an electronic version. Um, and if you have Kindle Unlimited, if you're a subscriber to that service, then you can download this book and my other books um, for absolutely nothing and borrow them and read them for free. Okay, so we've got page 45 from Billy. 
let's have a look see which one this one is billy's got this book so i don't know whether you've chosen that one on purpose so let's have a look 45 okay oh dartmoor beast okay Menageries of the travelling kind, 19th century or further behind, escaped, survived and then to breed on Dartmoor ponies come to feed. Or beasts released upon the act, not lawful now to keep wild cats, now leave their prints on soft ground, too wide and strong for any hound. And farmers mutter of feral cats who make the moors their habitat. Savage fiends hunt while we sleep and strip the bones of lonely sheep. Throats slashed by violent claws, by the wild cats that roam the moors, the terrible growling herd at night, terrified yelping as they take a bite. Sticky blood drips down their teeth, when on flesh they start to feast, ripping meat and lapping juices, livestock steadily reduces. And one summer's night, so mild, like a puma, low and wild, clearly passed my line of sight, I saw the beast that very night. And that's a really, really interesting story because actually it's known very much so that there are um, stories of wild cats living on Dartmoor. And actually it's very true that when um, quite a few years ago, probably about... Ooh, eight years ago, I was leaving Jamaica Inn, which is a um, famous um, pub in Cornwall. What's it called? Um, oh, a smuggling, a smuggling pub. And it's the set. It's where um, Daphne du Maurier based her her book, uh, Jamaica Inn. And um, we were leaving there one evening, and we did see a cat, which was definitely not a domestic pussycat, and it kind of ran, well, very slowly, sorry, walked right in front of our car, and it was low, and its tail was low to the ground, and it had a very different kind of gait than a domestic cat would have. And my brother-in-law, who is very, very sensible indeed, very sensible indeed, he actually was so convinced that it was a puma, or something similar to that, that he called the police and he also called the Wild Cat Society to report the sighting. So it was it was really exciting and I just wish that I'd had a photo. Um, hi, Angela. Angela, thank you for the email and, yeah, I will absolutely be looking at that very, very soon. I haven't had a chance yet, but thank you so, so much. Okay, so let's see. Um, ah, so number 17 afterwards. Okay, let's see number 17. So for those of you that just um, joined, we're just talking a little bit about my book, Travels with Tessie, which can be found on Amazon and is available in paperback and Kindle. And that's what the cover looks like. And actually, this photograph at the front is actually a painting that I did. It's a photograph of a painting of Porth Kernow in um, Cornwall, which, again, next, next week I'll be visiting Porth Kernow. So this is number 17, Ebenezer, okay? It's called Winter Beach at Loo. Now, many of my poetry um, rhyme and... Um, Actually, this one is not a rhyming one, but um, there's a bit of a mixture in this bit, but most of them are rhyming. Oh, thank you. Not really. Not really. You are. Okay, so this is Winter Beach at Loom. 
Winter beach at Loo, the sand all tossed about. Mounds of tangled seaweed among shells and washed up driftwood too. Beautiful to see, despite the air so chilled. The sea more strong and fierce. The fresh air bites yet makes me feel free. Clutching a small box, collecting limpid shells. Freedom for us to run and nimbly clamber on the rocks. And this one is basically, it's a lot cheaper in England to go to um, holiday places in the winter months and sometimes in the October half term. I take my boys to Cornwall because it's a lot cheaper than going in the summer holidays. And actually, despite it being um, not peak season, it's actually really nice to go out of season sometimes. And I remember on this particular day that I wrote this poem, um, I was actually doing an Instagram live and my son was running up and down the beach with bucket full of shells and limpets and that's what inspired me to write this poem. Okay, so any other numbers from this book? So I'm just waiting for my son to come out of school and I thought, oh, I'm just going to pop on live and tell you about this book and say hi to everyone. Um, so any more numbers? If you want to give me a number between 1 and 71, I will read you one of my poems from this book. Kevin has chosen number 13. Okay, let's go for number 13. Ah, so this is really, really exciting. So I mentioned that I'm going to Cornwall next week. We're staying in a caravan in West Cornwall. And... Um, what I tend to do with my boys, we go on adventures and we look for standing stones and Neolithic tombs and things like that. And there are many, many, many of these ancient monuments in Cornwall. And for those that missed the beginning of this live, in this book, I actually have a picture of one of the places. Let me just see if I've got that on. Have I got that on? Can you see? That's it. So that's Chun Coit, and that's one of the places that we visited when we went to Cornwall. I actually um, write a little bit about this. I say, when I take my boys on holiday, we tend to go out on expeditions in the countryside. Often in Cornwall, we set off looking for ancient standing stones and stone circles. So there you go. So this poem that you've chosen, Kevin, is called Standing Stones. Okay. Stonehenge is magnificent in all manner of ways, yet the Cornish standing stones capture my imagination and amaze. The stone circle of Boscawen is a deeply eerie and mysterious one. At least it was before when we paid, sorry, at least it was when we paid a visit before, with a fog low we were alone on the moor. Enigmatic are these ancient monuments. We look upon them with astonishment, soaking up the creepy atmosphere, absorbing their energy by standing near. The Menantol with its curious hole is an old friend of mine from when I was small. On the road from Madron to Morva, we often call by to say hello, and then through we crawl. Lanyon Coit, Chun Coit and more. Merry Maidens, Men's Greifer, Chester Ancient Village. There's so much to explore. Please Please come and know what Cornwall has to offer. It's magical and the place to go if you need a sea doctor. So, um, actually, the Menantol is a hold stone and um, in, it, it's been known... Um, 
many, many, many years ago that children and babies were passed through this stone um, to cure them from rickets. And um, I've been passed through that stone as a baby and I've been through it lots of times as an adult and um, I've also pushed my children through the stone. And next week I'm going with my, um, my partner David and I'm going to make sure he goes through the stone as well. So it's a magical, magical place. And not far from there, there's a place called Madron Well, which is apparently a very, very kind of um, healing and spiritual well. And I want to go and visit there, but I have been warned that sometimes there are some, um, how shall I put this politically correct, some kind of interesting and colourful people um, might be there. So, um, and actually, um, part of the rituals that they used to do at Madron Well is um, strip down and, and go in naked into this. So hopefully there's no one doing that when I visit next week with my boys. Hi, Joel. Nice to see you. Hi, make up with Amanda. Okay, so I've probably had um, you. So it worked. You've had, but you've not been through the men and toll, have you, Billy? I didn't know that. Okay, so I've probably got time to do two more. So if you want to give me another two numbers between one and 71, um, I'll do two more poems. And while I'm waiting for them, I'm just going to tell you again that my current work in progress is a narrative poem. And I've written um, about just under 4,000 words for this poem now. And um, I'm just so excited about it because I finished the last stanza um, this afternoon and um, it really, really has been quite difficult to write it but I'm not at the end of it at all um, I've got to go through it, polish it edit it um, and I have shared samples of this poem uh, on my Instagram page and on Twitter so feel free to go and have a little read of them um, but just please note that they are unedited so they're just kind of little snippets and I might be making changes to them Oh, I went through it and I never had rickets. No, that's, oh, I see. But yeah, maybe it makes people a little bit crazy. I don't know. Okay, so, Jackis of Life wants number five. Okay, let's go for number five then. Okay. Oh, this one's like really, really got so many nice memories. So this one's called Lalant to St. Ives. So St. Ives is a lovely, beautiful place in West Cornwall. And it's, um, it's famous all around the world for its amazing elevated light levels. And artists flock there from all over the world to paint. And um, you'll find so many art galleries there among the little um, windy lanes. Um, it's a lovely, lovely uh, seaside town and you will get some seagulls there that are very very aggressive and that can be a bit of a pain because they actually swoop down and take your ice cream and your fish and chips and things like that so yeah that can be a bit of a pain but St Ives is absolutely beautiful and one way of getting there from the campsite that I stay in is um is by train and I've just seen that Joshua's dad's just come because Joshua's dad is picking Ollie up so Joshua up so he's going to be kind of thinking what am I doing talking to myself okay so this is Lelant St Ives and as I said you can from the campsite you can get a train so this is about a little stretch of um of train track a little ride to St Ives the prettiest tracks I've ever known parallel to a stretch of coast outstanding beauty before your eyes the railway from Lelant to St 
Ives. Look out across Porth Kidney Sands. Observe Goodrevy where it stands. You'll see a slightly different view. That rocky island is split in two. And once you've passed Carbis Bay, ends the St Ives Bay Railway. A pleasant journey and not too far without all the stress of parking the car. Okay, I'm going to wrap up now. Um, I know I said two, but um, unless someone wants to give me another number very quickly, um, I will wrap it up. But, um, yeah, so I'm busy tonight. I'm going to be trying to do a bit more of my narrative poem, as in, like, polish it up. Um, I also just want to do a call out to anyone watching this to please, please, please come and join the YPV family. This is your underscore poetic underscore voice and we are basically a um, unique experience in features featured poetry and it's run by myself tessie and the poet billy harrington and um, we do lives usually every Sunday night at 9pm British summer time. We mix our lives up to try and make them a bit interesting. We discuss famous published poets and we ask you to come along and join in the discussion. We um, read and discuss and comment on poetry from the community. Um, we like to kind of discuss the poems and kind of dig into the kind of insight and things like that. Now that's really funny because actually um, Joshua's dad has now joined on the live and he's in the car just over there hi mike um i was just saying to everyone that i saw you arrive and you're going to think i look really really strange just um talking to myself in the car i'm just talking about travels with tessie and cornwall i've been telling everybody about how beautiful cornwall is and i know that mike also has an adoration for cornwall um but yeah so back to your poetic voice please please come and join us because we're a feature site with a difference, okay? What we do is we have one feature for a whole week. Um, we do feature daily as well. We have our poems of the day. Um, Billy can put the hashtags in the comments. But we also have a main feature um, where we basically get to know that person as a writer and a person throughout the whole week. Every day we will post photographs, we will post a biography, we will post interesting facts. It is our intention to relate to the writer um, more holistically by really getting to know them. There's photographs, you'll see their face, and we always used to say, know the voice, know the face, know the poet. Um, this week we're getting to know Taylor Powley, or Taylor Pauley, and um, he is amazing. He's from Florida, and he writes horror poetry, which is... Um, it's just so different. We really, really are enjoying his writing. So, and he writes a lot of sonnets. So please go over to Your Poetic Voice and follow us. Become a friend of us. And and we also have some other sites. We have, for new poets, we have YPV Nova. And we also have YPV underscore Discuss. Um, Mikey says, I knew what you were doing. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to finish off by reading the poem from my book number... Oh, is it number 17? Is that what Joel asked for? I think we did number 17. We've done number 17. Joel, choose another one quickly. <laughs> um, and then I'll read that one. Hi, passionate pen. So, yeah, so please, please come and join the YPV family. We are just waiting for Billy... Oh, no, 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 my mistake. We have a poem to analyse and discuss, and it's called... Billy, what's it called? The Lost Child at the Beach. It's on our page, YPV underscore discuss. Please go and look at that poem and study it with us. Me and Billy aren't talking about it, but we analyse it, study it, and then on the live we will 
get together and we will invite you to bring the poem with you to the live and we will we'll discuss it all together and we will also give you a biography of the author so we all learn together um it's a really interesting live and we really really hope that you can join us okay so okay let's do number six Oh, I like this one. I do like a lot of them on here, obviously, but this one's a particular, particularly um, touching one because it's called the Coast Guard Helicopter, and it's about a moment where me and my son were bodyboarding in the sea in St. Ives Bay Holiday Park, and um, a very strange experience happened, and the Coast Guard Helicopter did a flyby right over us and it was the most eerie, horrible, scary thing ever because they were so low and we were just floating in the sea and there was no waves because we were quite far out. And the helicopter, well, I'll, I'll read the poem and you can kind of um, understand it a little bit more, but yeah, it was, it was really strange. Okay, the Coast Guard helicopter. The ocean flat like a glistening sheet of glass other than the soothing ripples of gentle waves and the occasional enormous breaker that rises like a tsunami army crashing in a cacophony of white water swash. A colourful montage of bobbing boards, rubbery black seal-like beings cling on. Suddenly a noise and everyone looks up. Squinting in the sun's early evening glare, the Coast Guard helicopter is coming from the west. Gasps from the beach as the paddlers point at the unexpected spectacle which advances towards the surfers, whirring and chopping furiously at speeds overhead at such a very low height that the crew are seen waving from inside. Anticipation of the helicopter's arrival gives way to pure excitement. My son and I catch a wave to the shore and his little brother squeals with joy at how near to the ground it flew, an exhilarating highlight to our afternoon. This time the display is a training exercise and thankfully no emergency call out, yet often scrambling to a cliff rescue or to the capsized out in the ocean, these valiant and brave lifesavers protect us from the perils of the sea. So yeah, so I hope you enjoyed those poems. I would love you to pop onto Amazon and get yourself a copy of this book. I've recently made some amendments to it and I've centered the poems to make it look a little bit more attractive. None of the poems are changed, but I've just done a bit of editing on the book. Like I said, you get lovely pictures and commentary of the places that I write about. Um, if you're in the UK, it's free delivery. Um, I don't know about out of the country, you'd have to look at that. Um, but yeah, and if you've got Kindle, and if you've got Kindle Unlimited, you can just download it for, for nothing. And I'd really appreciate some honest reviews. For those of you that, that don't know me, I'm always asking for honest reviews. I think it's no good if people just give you five stars all the time and just say, oh my God, it's wonderful. Obviously, I would love you to give me positive reviews. But you know, be honest, it helps me grow as a writer. Um, but yeah, I would really love you to, to download this. And if any of you would do that for me, and leave me an honest review I would be eternally thankful um, but yeah I'm just gonna chill out now a little bit until my son's coming out of school and um, hopefully I'll have some more updates on my narrative poem I do need to think of a name it's about child eating fairies so um, yeah if anyone's got any ideas hmm gotta think of a name it's been nice having you all and um, I hope to see you soon cheerio